This is our third session on Colossians 1, 21 to 23. We're going to focus on this if clause, perhaps that much of it. If, and you who once were alienated and enemies in mind, doing evil deeds, he, God, has now reconciled us in his Christ's body of flesh by his death in order to present you holy and blameless and above reproach before him if this causes a lot of people unnecessary misunderstanding about God's keeping of his people. If indeed you continue in faith, founded, steadfast, not shifting from the hope of the gospel that you heard. Father, I pray that we would understand the nature of this condition, that we would not minimize the conditionality of our standing before you, blameless, through faith, and yet we would not also feel insecure because of this condition, but rather deeply, profoundly secure in your keeping. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So we will be reconciled at the last day before Christ, holy, blameless, and above reproach, if. If what? If we you continue in faith. In other words, if you make shipwreck of your faith, if you throw it all away and live impenitently to the day you die, making fun of the faith, then what will we conclude? We will conclude what John concluded in his first letter. They went out from us. But they were not of us, though it looked like they were, like Demas, remember, who was a partner of Paul and was commended, and yet he forsook Paul for the love of the world. For if they had been of us, they would have continued. Saving faith is persevering faith. They would have continued with us, but they went out that it might become plain that they are not all of us. That's what you conclude. You don't conclude the people lost their salvation. You conclude they were never of the saved. So this if here is a real if. It's a real condition. If we don't meet this condition, if we throw away our faith, then we show that we were never truly reconciled to God. Our sins were not covered. We were not authentic believers. That's not the case with the Colossians, as far as Paul knows. He says in Colossians 2.12, You were buried with him in baptism, in which you were raised with him through faith. So, coming alive, coming alive in Christ, to live forever and ever, happens through faith. Faith is the instrument by which God gives us life. And they are experiencing that. Colossians 2.5, I am rejoicing to see your good order and the firmness, firmness of your faith. 
So he's going to call them to stay firm. They already are firm. Firmness of your faith in Christ. Therefore, as you received, received Christ Jesus the Lord, so faith is defined just as it is in John's gospel as receiving Christ, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him, established in faith. So Paul wants them, both here in 2, 5 to 7, and in our text, he wants them to be founded, steadfast, not shifting in their faith. So back here to see that in John, that faith is a receiving of Christ. Here's John. He came, Jesus came to his own, and his own people did not receive him, but to all who did receive him, that is, who believed, so believing and receiving interpret each other, believed in his name, he gave the right to become the children of God. Believing in John and in Paul is a receiving of the person of Christ and all that God is for us in him. So this faith here now that they have and they are to continue in is not just believing a few facts. It is the embrace or the receiving of Christ, the drinking of Christ, the eating of Christ, the treasuring of Christ, because in Christ do we have holiness, blamelessness, and irreproachability. It's union with Christ by faith that is our salvation, and he wants us to be founded. That means there's a foundation under us. This is it right here, the hope of the gospel. So don't don't shift away from your foundation. Don't shift from your foundation. Rather, be steadfast right there on the rock-solid foundation of the hope of the gospel, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. This is the gospel that you heard and believed. Now, why does this if not suggest that we are insecure? Because Christians ought not to feel insecure. We ought not to think, well, I don't know whether I'm going to be saved or not. You shouldn't think that way, not if you're a genuine Christian. Why not? Because God has pledged himself on the basis of his own faithfulness that he will fulfill this condition in and through us. He will cause us to continue in faith. He will found us. He will keep us steadfast. He will not let us shift. Let me show you that. Here's Romans 8.28. Those whom he predestined, he called. And those whom he called, he justified. And those whom he justified, he glorified. In other words, if you are predestined, you will be called out of darkness into light. If he called you, you will be justified. So this calling is our conversion. This is the voice of the Holy Spirit awakening faith in us so that we are justified by faith. All the called are justified, and here's the security. All the justified will be glorified. Do you see that? No dropouts. None between justification and glorification. If you are called of God, brought to faith, 
justified by faith, you will make it to the end and be glorified. It's as good as done. Here's the way he puts it in 1 Corinthians 1. Christ will sustain you to the end, guiltless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. So that's the the promise in Colossians here. We're going to be holy and blameless and above reproach before him. That's why we've been reconciled. And when he says that will happen if we continue, here we have it in 1 Corinthians, that we will continue because he's going to sustain us. Christ will sustain you to the end, guiltless in the day of Christ. God is faithful. That's what it all depends on. If you ask me, how do you know that you will wake up a Christian tomorrow morning? That is, that you will wake up and your heart will be inclined to believe and you will not throw away the faith. And the answer is, God is faithful. By whom you were called, those whom he calls, he keeps. That's what his faithfulness implies, according to Romans 8.28. Those whom he calls, he justifies, and those whom he justifies, he glorifies. His faithfulness guarantees that. You were called by him, he is faithful, he will sustain you. He called you into the fellowship of his Son. Jesus Christ. Here it is again, Philippians 1. I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Christ. Paul was sure that those in whom he had done this beginning work of calling and justifying, he's going to finish it. On the day of Christ, they will be blameless and holy and above reproach. How can that be? How can we be sure of this. Well, one thing that Jesus said to Peter to encourage him to believe it was this. Just before Peter almost made shipwreck of his faith, when he denied Christ three times, Jesus said this, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan demanded to have you that he might sift you like wheat. Well, if Satan demanded to have us and God lets us be brought into the hand of Satan, we're done for. Unless, but I have prayed for you. And Jesus is in heaven today doing this for all of his elect. I have prayed for you that your faith may not fail. That's why Peter wept bitterly, repented, and became the rock of the church. When you have turned, not if you turn, I'm in charge of your life. When you have turned, Peter, strengthen your brothers. That's how we make it. Jesus prays for us. God faithfully hears the prayers of his son. And I'll end with this most glorious of all doxologies in the New Testament because it's so full and so full of hope that he keeps us. Now to him who is able to keep you, from stumbling and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory. Remember, that's what Colossians is promising us. God reconciled us in order to present us before him, blameless before his presence, the presence of his glory with great joy to the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ.
be glory and majesty, dominion and authority before all time, now and forevermore, all that glorious doxology, because he's a keeper. I will wake up a Christian tomorrow morning, and I will not lose any sleep tonight worrying that I won't, because of this faithfulness of God to me and to all those who are his. So, what do we conclude? There is a real condition. And the reason there is a condition is to keep us vigilant. The warnings of God are meant to make us vigilant, to fight the fight of faith, because God uses the fight of faith, stimulated by the warnings, to keep us absolutely secure.